So the title of the book is Journey to Your Calling. And the subtitle is The Path to Receive the Desires of Your Heart. Well, in 2008 and nine, when I was in this spiritual state of perception, God was preparing my heart to receive his desire for me. And his desire for me was to go into this world of mass incarceration and, and prisons and to help stop the flow of our community into the prisons. Mm -hmm. So we're all about prison prevention, how to keep kids, young people away from the prison system. Our purpose in life is the very meaning of our existence, and without knowing this, we often suffer from the ignorance of our own insignificance. We fall prey to the illusion that our lives don't matter, and we have no connection or impact in the world around us. Today's guest is a speaker, a TV host, founder of a nonprofit organization, and the author of Journey to Your Calling, Janice Leggins. Janice will be sharing with us personal stories of how God helped her overcome some obstacles in life, as well as how she was able to discover her purpose in life. Hello, Janice, and welcome to Podcast with Sheila. Thank you, Sheila. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very much excited to be here. <laughs> it's a delight to host you on today's uh, episode. So the title of the book is Journey to Your Calling, and the subtitle is The Path to receive the desires of your heart. Well, in 2008 and nine, when I was in this spiritual state of perception, God was preparing my heart to receive his desire for me. And his desire for me was to go into this world of mass incarceration and, and prisons and to help stop the flow of our community into the prisons. Mm -hmm. So we're all about prison prevention, how to keep kids, young people away from the prison system. And that's what we do now. You know, that's what we do. And, um, and so we've had the, between the TV show, we've done town halls with Bowie State, one of the universities here. It went so well, they asked us to do a second town hall, and which also went well and a number of speaking engagements all around the Washington metropolitan area. But then he's growing us up and, and now we're doing a reading program, literacy, because uh, the lack of reading is one of the main contributors to prison. And so I'm just really excited about the work he's doing through us for, um, to keep people out of prison, working through the nonprofit. But then one day, he said, write the book, you know? And so that's, that's how the book got started is because I have just learned, you learn to obey. Yeah. That's the number one thing. If nobody ever remembers anything else, obey today. Today is the only day obedience will work. You can't obey for yesterday and you can't obey for tomorrow. Today is the only day the obedience will work. And the more we obey God, we have to obey God in the little tasks, like call this person. You have to obey God in the little tasks before you will be able to walk away from 
a business and go into a brand new arena that you knew nothing about. There's a whole lot of growth that had taken place between those two things, you know, between that phone call and walking away from the company. No, as you were talking, I was going, my next question was going to be, how can somebody identify their purpose? But as you were talking, some bits of your story lines up with some bits of my story in my life at a point. So then I got to know the purpose and how it works when you find yourself living in God's purpose for your life. Like God shutting some doors just because that is not the path he wants for you anymore. That's right. And trying to put you on the path he wants you to be on. Yes. Yes. And I was just thinking, I think I've shared this story too many times, but maybe today I'll be able to say it so that people understand when we talk about the pe- finding your purpose in life. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, I came out of a uni, I couldn't find a job. And I can tell you, I went on different jobs that my, my grade or whatever I got from the university should have put me there straight away. Okay, mm-hmm. fine. Even if my what my grades were wouldn't get me into a job position, my grandparents had friends who were um, family friends who sat on boards of organizations that could have easily put me in that place. I don't know if I'm making sense. Yes. But all of those didn't work. Even with all the connections didn't work. So my grades couldn't take me in. The connections couldn't take me. Nothing could Mm. take me in. So then I had to sit down and find my purpose. My existence. And it took me a long while. And in that while, I was frustrated. I was worried because I just couldn't get it. Why I will come out of the university with a first class honors, couldn't find a job, couldn't wow. go on to do my master's. And you wow. know, all of that were weighing on me. And when I came out of the university, marriage wasn't part of the plan for me immediately. Right, right. It wasn't like it was, it was that was further down on my list. Yes, yes. Because I wanted to get a job, I wanted to be well established. There were certain things I wanted to do that were not lining up for me Mm -hmm. at that time. So so when all of those weren't lining up, I said, okay, then let me look at marriage then because I'm growing. Actually, I'm I'm going older at the time. I think I got married. I met my husband when I was 30 years, nearly going to 31. And then 32, I was it 32, I had my first child at 32. By then, some of my friends had had children, were eight years at that point. And... All that time, God was leading me on to something else, empowering women, empowering women. Oh. And I wasn't married then, but I was empowering single mothers, oh. getting to know about their plights and how to help them start a business and all of those. But God led me on to that channel with what I came out of the investing with the skills. And I was a hands-on, I'm still a hands-on person. Anything I see, I just have to see the design and I can disintegrate it in my head and put it on together. I don't know if it makes sense. So if I see a handbag, like a well-finished handbag, I just see the design and in my head, I know how to break it apart and put it back together and teach it. Yeah, so that's what I do. Nice. That is what I do. And I've done this for years and it gives me satisfaction. And I know that it's giving life to people. And 
I always say that if I had gone the path that I wanted to go, I don't think I'll be making an impact in people's lives. I'll probably be enriching myself, yes. which is what I wanted, but yes. I will not be touching lives. That's so a it's, great point. Yeah. So it's about finding your purpose. And I think that when you find your purpose, what also happens is you do everything with ease. You get fulfilled because you are actually living the life you have to. And in the end, even if it's not that much of money coming in, you are more satisfied than having a lot of the money coming in. Exactly. Exactly. A lot of people um, thought I was crazy to give up the business and do a nonprofit. And they said, well, Janice, why don't you keep doing the business? Because the business cannot can fund the nonprofit. And it could have, yeah. but they were both, yeah. they both required full-time effort. Yeah. And so I knew God did not, God doesn't need our help. He just needs our obedience. Exactly. So I wasn't going to try to help God take care of me. I just figured he, you know, if he leads me to it, he's going to lead me through it. And so I didn't try to keep both of them going. I went full steam ahead into learning this whole this whole world of nonprofits. And and even today, remember I had six employees, so we were making pretty good revenue. Yeah. But I am living right now a sacrificial life. Yeah. I don't have the money I had before. I can't travel like I used to be able to travel. I can't buy the kind of car, you know, that I I used to have. But as you said, I'm more fulfilled yeah. doing this work than yeah. anything that I've ever done before. And I want to make a quick, um, in the book, I do talk about purpose. I wish I could edit it already because there's something he's revealed to me since the printing of the book that actually is gives much more clarity. And that is, there's a difference between purpose and calling. Okay. Now, I didn't know this when I wrote the book, (laughs) so I used the word purpose in the book. But as a Christian, we all have the same purpose. Our purpose as a Christian is to be Christ-like. We're to be the salt in the earth. We're to be light to those around us. And we are to walk in our ministry of reconciliation, leading others to Christ. So as a Christian, that is all of our purpose. We all have that same purpose. Be Christ-like, salt, um, light, and lead others to Christ. Our calling is what does God want? Our calling has nothing to do with what we want. It has nothing to do with our choice. We don't choose, you know, it's, it's like, what does God want? But you know it that you're walking in it, just like you said, you might not have all the money you could have, but you have that fulfillment. You have that peace. Yeah. You have, you, you, if there's an inner strength that just comes naturally to you because he equips us with all of the skills, talents, and abilities we're gonna need to carry out the purpose or the, the calling that he has to. Just like you said, you could look at the handbag yeah. and see how to disaggregate it and then put it back together yeah. not everybody can do that yeah that's you know that's a unique skill that he has given gifted you yeah. with yeah you to carry out your yeah. calling and um it's a beautiful thing it may not you know a lot of people think that the more money they have 
they must be walking in their calling because they're making all of this. They're so successful. Yeah. It has nothing to do money. Money does not determine with God. Yeah. With God, money does not determine anything. Yeah. Even if you donate half of what you owe uh, own to a church, that doesn't impress God. If your heart's not clean, yeah. yeah. If your heart, he doesn't care, yeah. and he doesn't want money that you want from the lottery. Yeah. You don't want dirty money. Yeah. And so it's important to understand from God's perspective how we how to live our life. How what we think is irrelevant, really. And so I can remember I asked God to lead me. And I can remember when I would not say, when people say thy will be done. I can remember when I would not say those words. Fortunately, that was a long time ago. But I can remember when I would not say those words because I didn't know what God's will was. I knew I wanted to do ABC. And I didn't know if he wanted me to do ABC. So I wouldn't say thy will be done. But the more you get to know the Lord, the more you have experiences with the Lord, the more you obey him. Every time you obey him, then he will reward you with learning him more having a closer relationship more more intimate reactions and relationship with him and so you trust him more trust is birthed out of obedience Mm. most times we say trust and obey to me it should be it should be reversed obey Obey and trust trust. because trust is earned right yeah we don't trust new people just because we meet them Mm. Mm, well, trust yeah. is earned. Trust with God is earned. We yeah. say we trust God. Yeah. But do we really trust him? Do we do what he said, everything he tells us to do? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. We don't know. Trust, you know how well you trust God depending on how you react when he tells you to do something. Yeah. Yeah. If you're still, if you're still putting it off or putting it lower down on, mm. on your to-do list or ignoring it altogether, mm. it's, it's a reflection that you don't really trust him. Trust and so um, I have learned instead of now I say thy will be done and thy will alone be done. Yeah. Yeah. Thy will be done in me, with me, by me, for me, to me, and through me. Mm. And I've also told him because, and I mean it. Yeah. And I mean it. I also told him I have no will but to do your will. Exactly. I have no desire exactly. but to please you exactly and, and i mean it and so now that's not going to happen overnight you know that's not going to happen you know necessarily the week after you somebody gets saved <laughs> but the more you walk with the lord and obey and take do the task that he tells us to do the more you will realize how much trust you can put in the lord how faithful he is and you will trust him and i've gotten to the point now Honestly, if the Lord told me to step off of a cliff, I'm stepping. Yeah. Because I know he's either going to catch me. Yeah. Or I'm going to meet him on the other side of glory. Exactly. And I have nothing to lose either way. And so, but, you know, it's the, he can, God has no hands, but our hands and he has no voice, but our voice. So he needs us. He wants to use us, literally use us to speak for him, to do for him, to be examples for him, 
so that other people who don't know mm. him can see Christ. That's why our purpose is to be Christ-like. So other people who don't know him can see what a Christ-like person, they can see Christ through us. And uh, it's just a wonderful, a wonderful way, I think, and I have experienced to walk with the Lord. And there's a, there's a movie character called Crocodile Dundee. And I call him the adventure guy. And Crocodile Dundee, you know, always has these big adventure things. And I say, Crocodile Dundee ain't got nothing on me. I got my own adventure going on. Because God will tell you to do some things that just make no sense. But it's exhilarating because you know he's going to make it happen. Yeah. You know, and so it's always an adventure. It's yeah. always an adventure. And so, I mean, he's had me do things, big things that I've never done before, like the TV shows one, but it, it's doing, we've done 65 shows, you know? And so I'm very excited because it's always, it's never a dull moment. <laughs> it's always an adventure because he, the more he tells you to do, when you're faithful over a few things, he will make you ruler over many. When you're, when you're obedient to do mm. the small things, he will, he will give you bigger things to do because he can, then he can trust you and you know that you can trust him. And so you'll, that's where your holy boldness will come in because you know what he said and you know you can trust him. And so you walk, you, you, you walk boldly and it's a blessing. You know what, whilst we are here, I want us to talk to people or somebody who may be listening to us and will be hearing the God factor in all of this you're talking about and will try to shy away from it. Somebody who probably might have encountered Christ before, but for some reason drifted away and is on a different path. Somebody who's never encountered God before and doesn't want to have anything to do with it because some of the lives of Christians yes. sometimes draw them away. And I remember not too long ago, I think last week, I, I did a post saying that God saved me from a situation. I'm going to just narrate it briefly. And then I will tell you what somebody wrote beneath my post. Mm. And I didn't feel like responding to the person. I, for some reason, I guess didn't have the strength to respond. So what I did was to block the person mm. and not have people see the person's post and get confused. And I'm going to say what happened. So I think two weeks down the line, I had posted that I went into a shop to buy bits and bobs and then get ready to pick up the children from school. Then suddenly I felt my tummy crank. And then I also felt my heart kind of also crank a bit. So I thought, oh no, I needed to use the ladies. So I was in a big shop, a grocery shop. Then I went to use the ladies, but I couldn't, nothing happened. And I came back to continue my shopping. Then this time it was more intense. So I had put in that my tummy was, there was like a, it was like a tsunami going on in my tummy. Mm -hmm. So I went back to use the ladies. And this time around, I stayed there for one hour. Wow. And whilst I was there, I felt I was passing out. So heat has rushed up to my face. My heart was kind of, you know, cranking up like that. And I had to take all my clothes off oh my because God. all of a sudden I had changed. I couldn't speak. I couldn't find the words to speak. Nothing as if I was going to pass out. 
I couldn't, I, I could hear people come in and go out, come in and go out. I couldn't even call for help and oh. all of that for like an hour. And I knew something was wrong, but there was a pharmacy in the shop. So this went on for a very long time. Then I knew that, no, it was getting, after a while, I knew that I was getting closer to pick up time for the children for some reason. But whilst this was going on, I was saying, God help me. I cannot end up like this. God help. Those were the little prayers I was saying in my head. All of a sudden, I could reach out for my handbag, grab my phone, and make a call for help. Wow. So in my post, I was saying, these little things like this, when we show gratitude to God, then he does bigger things. Yeah. But for me, this is life. So I had come out of the whole situation. Then I, was, I found myself at um, the pharmacy shop in the, in the big shop. And they had called for an ambulance. But they gave oh. me first aid. So they were able to resuscitate me before. Then later on, we realized we didn't need the ambulance anymore. So all this had passed. Then I was talking to another nurse and she said, Sheila, what happened to you during the week? And I explained it to her. She said, you're a very lucky woman. You know, my, my brother died out of this. So it was food poisoning. Oh. She said, my brother died out of it. So when she said that, then I saw the greatness in God and I had to relive the whole experience and see where God actually came in for me when I couldn't speak wow. and all of that and how I was able to reach out to my back and even get my phone to call for help. So that wow. was the post and saying, thank you, God, for, and then anybody, you can rely on God for anything, no matter how small or big the issue is, and God will definitely yes. help do it. Yes. And somebody came to read my post and said, well, you said that um, the pharmacy came to your aid and helped you out. So where is God in this? Oh, and wow. that you are delusional. Oh, wow. So I just muted the person and that was all. But I couldn't fault him too much because in my mind, all that I kept hearing was, this is somebody who at some point trusted God and felt that God did not come through for him. So he doesn't see where he should put God in anything because, but definitely God will use man to bless us. Yes, he will. Well, yeah, he has to because he has no hands. Yeah. But our hands. He has no voice. Every blessing we have received comes from another person or comes through another person. It, you know, it, it doesn't come out, of, it doesn't fall out of the sky. Every blessing we have received, other than just a knowing or a realization, but every tangible blessing we have received, whether it's money or whether it's flowers or whether it's, you know, whatever, it came through a person. God can give us a knowing he can have us have an understanding that is beyond anything natural. That is directly from him through his Holy Spirit. Yeah. But healing, you know, things like that, even though the pharmacy came to you in your first aid, you still have gone a whole hour yeah. by alone. Yeah. Where he still sustained you, where you didn't even need the ambulance. And you anything could have happened in there. Within the yes. hour. Yes. Yeah. Amen. So I Amen. want us to say something to somebody who is listening to us, probably looking at somebody who says they are Christians and has not been pleased with their lifestyle, so cannot trust God for anything, or somebody who wants to rely on God but needs to hear something to be that push towards the God direction, things like that. I want us to say something to them that God is very reliable. He never fails. Whatever he says he will do and things. Let's just talk to somebody. Whenever that, I have developed this mantra 
that I say, I need Jesus more than I need anybody breathing. And that is because in my life, in my thinking, God is at the top. He's, he's numero uno. Yeah. If I'm all right with God, I'm all right. That's how much faith and trust I have in him. And that faith and trust came only because of obeying little steps and yeah. seeing his faithfulness over little steps. Yeah. And if something happens in our lives that's, that is difficult, we're going to go through trials. Yeah. We're going to go through trials. The Bible says, in this world, you shall have tribulation. We're going to go through, whether we're saved or not saved, we're going to go through trials. It's better to go through a trial with the peace of God mm. surrounding you than to go through trials out on your own, just with no hope and, and nothing but despair. So you're going to go through trials either way, saved or not saved. You might as well go through the trial with an a blessed assurance that mm. with that peace and that comfort. And in order to get to uh, know that God is real, you won't ever know he's real if you don't ever try him. If you don't ever, he's going to talk to you. If you. If you just say to him, God, if you're real, let me know you're real. If Jesus is real, make him real to me. Be just straight up. We can't, we can't be fake with God. He already knows how we feel. He knows the people who don't really believe in him. He knows that. He already knows that. So don't, don't try to fake it with God. Like you'll, you know, pray like you really think he's, mm. or if you don't think he's real, say, well, I don't think you're real. So if you're real, show me what I need. Open my eyes, open my ears, open my heart. Let me know you're real. And maybe just be, if you can't, you, just be real with God and he will be real with you. Wow, this is well said. This is well said. If you had a wish for this year, what would that be and why? A wish for this year? Yeah. Um, I want to see the book. He told me with the book that I'm to do um, classes and that I am to become a journey coach. I have never heard of the term journey coach, but mm -hmm. that's what he said. And I've actually had people um, they didn't call me to ask me to be a journey coach, but, but our conversation led to a manner in which they shared some things where I was able to, to coach them through, or just, you know, just talk with them. And so I want, I'm preparing the, um, the book is actually, uh, for the classes, I'm preparing the class materials now. And so for this year, I do want to see the, the, both the Clarion Call and which is my nonprofit, I want to see it fully flourish to help as many kids as we can learn to read. We've had fifth graders who are reading at the second grade level. Mm. Mm. And in six months, we were able to get them from second grade level to sixth grade level. Oh. And so we want to do much more of that, which means we need funding. Uh, to be able to do that. The website for the nonprofit is declariancall.info. And then for the book, I want to finish the class materials 
Um, and because the Lord told me to do the classes and it's really a, a manual. It's not a book, it's not a novel, you know, where a woman meets a man, you know, mm-hmm. happily mm-hmm. ever after. Mm-hmm. It's not a novel. It's a manual. It's a how-to book. And when I asked the Lord, how do I promote this book? He said, it is the book you do. So you have to read chapter one and do what chapter, make sure you have done everything chapter one says before you go on to chapter two. You read chapter two, which is titled, Establish a Relationship with them." Mm-hmm. So the book tells you just what to do and how to establish a relationship with God. And you establish a relationship with God just like you would anybody else you meet. Yeah. You meet a new person and you talk about yourself, you ask them questions, you share your hopes and dreams and desires and aspirations. You want to hear their hopes and dreams. You want them to know that they can depend on you. You want to make sure you can depend on them. So you establish a relationship with God the same way you establish a relationship with anybody else. But number two goes into detail about how to establish a relationship with God. And so the book just goes on. Number chapter three is allow God to mature you. Because we start off as babes in Christ. We don't know very much at all. And so God will mature us, you know, to, uh, you wouldn't expect a baby to be able to drive a car. Yeah. So as a new Christian or somebody who's just new to the faith, that's not going to give them a big assignment that they're not ready for. He knows what you're ready for. And every trial or um, tribulation you go through is really God preparing you for something bigger and better. And so just like men go to the gym and they want to lift weights so they can bulk up their muscles and get strong. Well, they know the heavier the weight, the more effort they have to put in, but the stronger they're going to be. But guess what? God uses trials in our lives as spiritual barbells to strengthen our spirit man. So a lot of people, when they're going through a trial, they ask God to deliver them. Mm. Deliver me from Mm. this, deliver me. No, never ask God to deliver you from anything because you grow through what you go through. If you don't go through things, you're not gonna grow. And so all of us have had situations where um, we say something keeps happening over and over in our lives. And we say, why does this keep happening to me? Well, it keeps happening because we didn't learn what God wanted us to learn the last time. And it's going to continue to happen until we learn what God wants us to learn. Mm -hmm. And so now, whenever a new trial comes in my life, there's two things that happen. One, I see it as a wink from God that he's ready to move me to the next higher level of spiritual purpose. But first, I have to pass the test. Just as in school, every class you took, at the end of the class, you had to pass the test. So the trial, we have to pass tests with God as well to know that we're, and so if we pass the test, learn what he wants us to learn, then he can move us to the next higher level of spiritual purpose. Yeah. And so, it is, it is a step-by-step walk with God that you will build, it will build your faith. It will build your trust in God. It will build your boldness in serving him and speaking for him. I did not always speak like this for the Lord. 
I did not always speak like this. I, I, I wouldn't talk to anybody about the Lord. I can remember when I didn't, I'm at a church now where I grew up in a Baptist church and people would pray, but you, you, you know, a person would pray for everybody. Mm. But when I, in a group, I, we, I prayed quietly. I prayed with my mom. I only prayed openly with my family when we were coming up. Mm-hmm. But the church I'm in, I was in this ministry and the ministry head, at the end, we would gather in a circle and the ministry head would call on someone to pray just randomly. And I would stand there in this circle and it's like, oh, I hope she doesn't call on me because <laughs> I was not used to praying out loud. Yeah. And so I would come home and I would start praying out loud just in my house by myself. Yeah. Just to get mm-hmm. used to praying because I didn't want to continue to run from that. Yeah. And so you grow, you know, it's everything with the Lord and getting to know him. It's, I didn't, I was not always this open and frank in talking about the Lord. You, it comes from years of work. And, and frankly, everything you've heard me say is in the book. Mm. And when I was writing the book, he wrote the book through me. So I, you know, yeah, it was my fingers on, I don't know if I mentioned in the beginning how the book came about. Yeah. Yeah. So it was him writing the book because I was, yeah, because I was willing, I asked him to write the book through me and he did. And so, yeah, it was my fingers moving as he was writing because I was learning as I was writing. I did not know even everything in the book. I didn't know. And so I thank God for obedience brings the reward. The more you obey God, the more you will see the faithfulness of God, the more you know you can trust God. And that is what enables you then to become uh, bolder mm-hmm. and, and, and knowing that what, what you're, you're an heir to the throne. You're joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Yeah. You know, and so we don't know that until we grow into that level of maturity. There's different levels of maturity. There is more levels of maturity for a Christian than there are levels of education starting mm. from kindergarten all the way to PhD. Mm. You've got mm. to grow from one level to the next level. And you grow by obeying God. You go by just obey. Whatever he says do, just to do. And, and again, starting with me when I was, when I heard him say, call this person. And I thought it was me and I didn't call. Well, that's where it's going to start. You've got to recognize his voice. And the book talks about uh, recognizing God's voice. And that's in chapter two. So it's a faith walk, but it's a beautiful journey. And, and another thing about the book, it, for your listeners, I do pray that everyone orders the book. You can order from journeytoyourcalling.com. And when you order the, when you order it from that, it's on Amazon. It's on Barnes and Noble, but um, if you order from our website, the book will be autographed when you receive it. Mm. So mm. journeytoyourcalling.com. There's also a flip book on the website so that you can actually flip the pages in the book mm. and you can read, you know, a good bit of it. You can read, you know, the, my introduction, you can read the forward that was written by my pastor's wife. Uh, you can read the whole table of contents, all those scribbles 
Yeah. You know, from how they yeah. ended up in the table of contents. And you can start reading chapter one. Yeah. And so, but um, I did ask him about, uh, you want to make sure you do the book. That's the, you know, getting the book is mm -hmm. one thing. Read it all the way through, if you like, and then, but still then come back to the beginning and do the book, chapter by chapter, do the book. Because just reading the book alone, you will not know what your calling is. You have to take the journey. Yeah. And the journey is a journey with the Lord, letting the Lord lead you. And, and it's not going to be an overnight thing. It's not going to be just one week. You know, it's an, a series of experiences he will have you go through or he will have you experience because it's going to teach you something that will help you mature even more so that he can use you at a higher level of purpose at a greater level of calling yeah i'm excited about this episode today the purpose of podcast with sheila really i think i've said it a number of times and i'll continue to say it, is to bring guests on board to share with us their live experiences because for me i believe that life is a learning classroom it's a classroom we learn daily as we go on. But I also believe that we don't have to keep making the same mistakes that others have done and be able to come out of, we don't have to keep making those mistakes. So if somebody comes on board to share with us their mistakes and what they did to come out better, then we learn from them and then make our lives better. Um, In this case, we have a manual as to how to even identify our purpose here on earth. And I think from this episode, we have expanded the whole thing. And then we've also said that when you live in your purpose, you live a fulfilled life, live peacefully, you grow better because you, it's worry-free, worry, worry free, if I can say, when you live a, a fulfilled life. So this is the manual, which is showing us how to live a fulfilled life. And I think that everyone listening to us if you've not yet identified your purpose here on earth, this is the one book you should get. I think it is the one thing you should get. I remember some a few episodes back, we were talking about purpose in life and somebody had written under the post, how do I know my purpose in life? If you're going to be listening to this episode again, I think you should get Janice's book if you want to know your purpose in life. Because the person wanted me to tell him how he can identify his purpose in life. And I think I told him that he should go within himself, anything that comes easily to him, anything that he will get up early in the morning and he'll go straight to doing without having to bat an eye, think about it so much, just do it with joy and peace. I think that he that is his calling or his purpose and he should follow that path. But for him to be able to live it properly, I think he needs this book. So this is a one-stop book that we should all think of getting this year to be able to start on this journey. Amen. Thank you okay. so much. Janice, I would like to say thank you very much for coming on podcast with Sheila to share with us your story, your experiences, and everything else. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. If you've been listening in, this has been season two, episode 44 of our podcast series, where we've been bringing your way seasoned guests with inspiring real life stories to share with us. Do not miss out on all these lovely experiences. Subscribe and be notified when a new episode is released. Whilst at it, please drop us a rating. We have a video presentation of this episode on our YouTube channel. Just search for Podcast with Sheila on YouTube and you'll find us. Our prayer for you this year is that the Lord will bless your baskets and your needing trough. Until we meet again, have a good day.